0: Hey guys, welcome to our Sermon of the Week podcast. Today's message is from Nathan Herndon. If you're interested in partnering with us, check out our app, our website, for ways to give. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to start like this. Um, I, uh, I just said that you know, discipleship is important, but there's so many things in the church that are important. And one of the mistakes that, uh, that I have made in the past, and I think that the church makes in general, is trying to do everything at once. Um, the, uh, we just celebrated my mom's 35th birthday um, this past week. Let's hear it from my mom. I don't know if she's here or not, but she, there she is, 35 years old and, and still going strong, all right? And we celebrated with her as a family. We went to uh, Fratelli's, which is a fantastic restaurant, right? Hey, uh, here. Okay, there you go. And we came back to our house, and, uh, and we had an ice cream cake from Brewster's there. I think uh, uh, some of the her grandkids made uh, these lemon bars. It was great. Uh, and we just made a big deal about my mom. And at a birthday party, here's the goal. The goal is to celebrate the life of the person who you're celebrating. Amen? Uh, there's, some, uh, there's some things that don't happen at a birthday party, um, and the birthday celebration should not be evaluated on those things because it was not unto that or it was not for that purpose here's an example if we left the birthday party frustrated because nobody got anything done that would be weird it wasn't a a gathering to get things done it was a gathering to celebrate my mom right Are you tracking or if we got uh if, if we just said hey Nobody paid any bills while we were at mom's birthday party. Well, so, yeah, because <laughs> it wasn't about that. It was, it was about celebrating my mom. Uh, or if somebody said, uh, you know, it, I didn't get any exercise. All right. Well, yeah, of course not. Like, exercise is important. Bills are important. Uh, getting stuff done is important in its proper place. But that's not the reason why we gathered. We gathered this time to celebrate my mom. Maybe you left there and you say, I didn't feel anybody made any connection with me uh, at the birthday party and say, well, you know, I, I'm sorry to hear that, but it was, it was more to make my mom feel valued. Are you tracking with me? And I think that sometimes we, uh, uh, in the church, we take this morning, we take a Sunday morning and we evaluate it with a criteria. Um, that it, it you know it just doesn't fit all the time. I think some of us here you know and you blend into a few hundred people here and it's and it's big and it's loud and it's crazy. and You kind of come and sometimes there's cupcakes in the foyer and sometimes we have this or that. But sometimes you can leave without really making a real connection. And let me tell you that I hope that you make a connection here. But Sunday mornings aren't aren't really unto that as much. There's other there's body life. This isn't that's why this is not a show. This is supposed to be a family. And when you just show up for a birthday party, um, you're not gonna make a real connection. There's other ways that you need to connect. You tracking with me? Uh, sometimes, too, you show up on a Sunday morning You say, well, I didn't really do that or I didn't really see this happening. It's Listen, we're not trying to do all the things the church is called to do when we gather on a Sunday morning. We're, we're trying to operate in, in this important thing, which is basically a birthday celebration for God every Sunday morning where we're just making much of Him, all right? That is what we're doing. But there's so many other things. Don't you know that there's so many other things that the church is called to do? And I'm just calling this that the, the one word that kind of encapsulate a lot of these things that the church is called to do, not in an event or not in one gathering, but as a lifestyle. I'm calling this discipleship. Discipleship is more than an event. It's more than showing up. It is, it is a commitment to a way, to a direction of life, not just an attendance on occasion. That's why I am leery sometimes about, about, you know, live streaming these services. Because while I see the benefit, and I do, and that's why we still are, um, discipleship is more than watching something and just tuning in, all right? It is a commitment to a family and a way of life as we follow after the man Jesus. And so what I want to do this morning is uh, is talk about discipleship. Even when I say that word, depending on what your background is, um, or with the church or, you know, maybe you're new in Jesus and you hear the word discipleship and that's not really used in any other category of your life and you have absolutely no clue what we're talking about. Maybe some of you are here though and you were, you, were, you grew up in the church and when I say discipleship, you get a thought of a flannel graph and a musty church basement, all right? And you're like, oh yeah, I don't want to do that again. Uh, and then, uh, but, and then there's, there's a wide range of blanks that you can fill in when I say discipleship. I'm not going to uh, tackle this and teach on discipleship in its totality this morning, but I want to get us going in that direction. I'm really excited to talk about Jesus School and group ministry here this morning. So let me start in broad strokes with a biblical framework for what discipleship is. That's why I had you turn to Matthew chapter 28, 18 and 20. But you know what? Just for giggles, I'm going to read Colossians chapter 2, 6 and 8. Keep your your finger in, in, in Matthew. I'm not going to dig into Colossians. You just need to hear this. This is this is Paul uh, writing to the, the Colossian church, and he says this Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, and how did, we, how did we receive Christ Jesus the Lord? It's by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, all right? So it's through faith, all right? That gave us access to Jesus. Then it says, So walk in him. All right. So this isn't just Christianity is not an event where you go to heaven and then you hang out until Jesus returns as you you decided I'm I'm belonging to a way, a direction of life. So so walk in him. So I received him. But real Christianity is, is now I'm walking in him every moment of my life. And that happens by faith. You don't start out by faith, and then you walk according to the flesh. Everything is by faith. That's how you get access to it. Even your walking is by faith. And I say a huge one to that, right? But then it causes, in verse 7 of Colossians, rooted in him, built up in him, and established in the faith. Now, this word, in the faith, is not, is not necessarily talking about saving faith though it would include that, but it's talking about the faith or, or uh, what, what the church believes The faith, all right? That's why the book of Jude calls us to contend for the faith. In other words, what is it that we believe? We can't get that wrong, and so that's important. But we need to be rooted in Christ, built up in Christ, established in the faith, just as you were taught. Here's Paul saying, hey, I taught you guys this. Not just on a Sunday morning, but I, I taught you guys were taught this, abounding in thanksgiving. So there's so many things here. That's just a little one. That's one of my favorites, where, where Paul is instructing the church, hey, it's not just about being saved. That's, if that's just your Christianity, listen, let me tell you right now, there's more. There's walking with Jesus. And it's very, very important, but this uh, flies under the the flag of, of discipleship, and it's very exciting. Let me read this in Matthew chapter 28, starting with verse 16 for a moment and going to the end of the book. It says this Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them, and when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Now look at verse 18. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Look at verse 19. Now, here's the charge. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. How many people loved two weeks ago our baptism service? Was that was that fantastic, right? I love it. So we're, we're doing great commission living here, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I've commanded you. And then we miss this one a lot. Behold, here's a here's a the last words of Jesus before he ascends back to heaven. Is Behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Now, I want to talk through this here because here's here's the last words of Jesus, I would say, are very important, correct? And And he is saying here, I want to focus mainly on verses 19 and 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, many times we, we've heard this passage, and, and the, the, the force of the passage or the emphasis of the passage is we have to go, and we have to go, and we have to go, and we do. All right? We have, we have to go. We, uh, th- this The Great Commission is not going to happen while we're sitting around. But I want to focus this morning is, is what we're going unto, and when, and because uh, often when we hear we got to go, is we got to get people saved. We got to get people saved. But the Bible does not say. Uh, Jesus does not say here. Go therefore and make converts of all nations. I think, in, especially in uh, in modern day evangelicalism. Okay, which is what most of us would fall into, is the force has been make converts, make sure people are going to heaven, make converts, all right? But what we are, have been missing out on is discipleship. It is not an add-on if you want to. Hey, you're going to heaven. Now, if you want to grow in Jesus a little bit, you can if you want. See, when you are putting your faith in Jesus, the expectation and the beauty of the design is that you are converted and now you're walking with a man actually behind him. All right. You're getting his dust on your face. All right. You're walking behind him. You are you are uh, learning to know him. You're becoming like him. All right. The things that he is doing. Man, he he is teaching you how to do those things. Wow. So there is there is some uh, serious significance here. Uh, In this passage, just in these few verses. And so I want to talk, here's three ingredients of discipleship that I see. I call these the three winds. If you have ever seen our logo, it's not fire, it's not water. It's it's actually wind, and it symbolizes the, the, the move of the Holy Spirit. I don't think there will ever be a time... In the history of providence, when when we can ever say, oh, we're not really going to need the Holy Spirit to move, you know? So we've got a timeless logo that says God, and and God gave us a windmill up here that doesn't work. If anybody wants to fix that for free, (laughs) come see me, all right? We need someone that can manufacture their own materials because they don't even make that stuff anymore. But uh, go fix that. But I feel like that was like a prophetic declaration, To us, saying, I gave you a windmill. I want you to catch the winds of my spirit. And so as we as I found these three ingredients in this passage, I call them the three winds, but really there are three essentials that we have to have for it to be discipleship. Okay? Now here is the first one. If you're a note taker, Here's some notes, all right? Actually, I'm going to give all three to you, and then I'm going to go back and talk on each one. But here are the three ingredients that I see that you have to have in the family of God, that you have to have for it to actually be discipleship. And here's number one, uh, is the family of God. Number two is the word of God. And number three is the presence of God. Now, let me show you where I see these. The family of God is in verse uh, 19, where it says, therefore, I go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. So, so baptism, uh, biblically, is, is, uh, is symbolic of you're included in the body now. You belong to Jesus and you belong to you're in the church all right so I 'm saying this is speaking to you need that in the church it's the family of God and i'm going to get into that more, but just that 's where I'm getting that the other thing is the Word of God because then it goes Jesus goes on to say teaching them to observe. All that I've commanded you. So there has to be teaching, or, or the, the word of God has to, be, has to be spoken in the church. It's so important in discipleship, all right? And then the presence of God is the other one. If any of them get left out, it's usually this one, in my, in my opinion, where Jesus doesn't just randomly say, Hey, I think this will kind of sound good too. Uh, but he, he says this. This is massively important. He's like, hey, all of your baptism and, and the, the family life that you're going to do and, and the, how difficult it's going to be when you enter into family with people because you're going to be hurt by every single person that you know and let down and disappointed, all right? And I still want you to stay with them. And then all the teaching that's going to step on your toes and the word of God that's going to come and divide your soul. It's going to be hard. You know how you're going to do this? My presence. My presence. I'm going to be with you, guiding you by the hand the whole t- way through. And you know what I'm also going to be doing? Here's what the presence of God, I, I was, I, I'm skipping ahead, but i got to say it. Here's what happens in the presence. And this is why, we, this is why many evangelical churches uh, build people that know a lot, all right, are plugged into a program, but are not getting healed here. It's because it's in the presence where God puts us back together. And where he heals us from the inside out. And that's why one of the most significant discipleship uh, ministries at Providence, in my opinion, is, uh, is, the, is inner healing ministry, soul care ministry. So people are actually getting healed. God, like, God didn't, doesn't want you just to be a smarter wreck, busier by every group that you're in. All right? He, wa- he wants his presence to be a hospital for you. Okay? And so we've got the family of God. You like that? All right? You know, we got the word of God. Come on, somebody. All right? And then we got the presence of God. <laughs> Hello. Right? Hello. All right? So here's, here's what happens, though, that often, depending on the background that you've come from, you tend to major on one or two of these. And, and here's what that looks like. Let's say that there is a, uh, a service on a Sunday morning where the Holy Spirit is moving. We don't even get to the message, all right? Because he is breaking out. There's people up here rolling around. There's someone screaming. Show farts are going off every 15 seconds. Like, I mean, people are crying, like it's snotting, like the tears, the, the it is, it is, it is hot and heavy in here, all right? And there, man, there's, there's repentance happening. There's people, you know, when people cry, sometimes people cry because of joy, Sometimes people cry. Often, people are crying in church because they're like, I feel loved for the first time. It's one thing to hear that you're loved by God. It's another thing to actually experience the love of God. And you can. You can experience the love of God. And often when it hits you and you feel unlovable, all right, you cry because you're like, I am loved. Wow. And then sometimes you cry because it's tears of repentance. You're like, I have chosen the small over and over and over and God I don't want to hurt you and sometimes the Holy Spirit moves where you're giving things up to God and man I want more of that in me okay so let's just say there's a a morning though where it is all happening and and people who are happy are shouting people who are crying or screaming and people are you know you know just everything in between and then let's say that there are some people that never really experienced that or maybe they they were even taught that that is wrong First of all, show me anywhere in the Bible where it is. I'd love to see that, all right? But uh, often, man, it's, it's, it's what's needed, and I would say if we need anything, we need more of that, okay? So, uh, so, But then there's someone that is maybe not experiencing this, but they're observing all of this, and what they're thinking is, is you know, Providence is cool. There's a lot of people crying and screaming here. There's a lot of people rolling and dancing, uh, but when are we actually going to disciple people, all right? Well, often what's not realized is the incredibly important that this, the crying and the tears and the shouting and the shofaring and the dancing and the jumping and the, what I would call it, the encountering of God in his presence is discipleship as much as teaching someone in a classroom is. Maybe more. All right? So I would say if if you're just watching that and saying, oh, man that church is weak on discipleship. I would say, no, no. Uh, what you mean is maybe they're weak on teaching, but don't judge one gathering <laughs> because of what's happening that one gathering. Remember, it's like a birthday party. Don't, like sometimes God just kind of picks and chooses what he wants to do that morning when we get together. And just because this thing's happening doesn't mean that thing's not, all right? And listen, listen though. The encounters in the presence of God is, a, is I'm just going to break this into thirds for you, math people. It's a third of the pie. It is discipleship in its own lane, in its own way. In fact, if you're teaching the word and you have people in the in family, but you don't have anybody healing in the presence of God and encountering God and His liquid love is hitting people and wrecking people, then I would say, hey, you're only two thirds of the way there, and you need to grow in that area. Do you see what I'm saying? All right? Encountering God in the presence of God is discipleship. So when it's happening, don't say, hey, we need discipleship. Say, man, I love this discipleship. It's not everything, but boy, is this really needed in the church today. Can I get a hearty amen? Come on. All right. Now, then there's others that, uh, and maybe you know some of of these people. You know, I've been in and out of all three of these lanes on the wrong side of every single one of them. Uh, But uh, for a while, I was a Bible-only guy when I was in Bible school. And, and there are thoughts in my heart, and then you start, making, you start attracting the people that you're like, even when you're off. Uh, and, the, and what happens is, is there, there's times in some people's lives, usually this happens when you're studying one of these disciplines, that you're like, I don't need to read books. I have the Bible. Well, let me, let me just call a foul on that. That's a, that's a crime to say in the church because uh, it is, is one of the most prideful things that we can say, all right? If you want to learn the Bible... Don't you also wanna humbly admit that you're not the only one who has a say into what it says, all right? And books are written by people who are beyond you that are giving what they've got to you for free, or, you know, $21.99 if you buy a CBD or whatever, all right? Or not CBD, but Christian book distributors is what I meant. Um, all right? <laughs> wow. We do have the ability to edit this, I'm hoping, except for the... Oh, Lord, where was I? (laughs) So what I'm saying is, is you can study the Bible, and listen, it is important that you study the Word of God on your own. I'm telling you. But you need to read the Bible in community, and part of that is reading books. Part of it is opening your heart up to what does this person have to say. Realizing that when you're reading books by other people, you're not reading the Bible, so there's going to be flaws in every one. You're not reading other people's books like you read the Bible, which is inerrant and inspired. Okay, but you're reading other people's books as they're like discipling voices in your life, helping you wrestle with some stuff. And and let me let me say this, uh, you know, getting in your face, stepping on your toes, and and and, and sharpening you. All right. So there's, there's Bible-only people, this is, listen, if you say, I don't need to go to church, it's just me and the Holy Scriptures at home are going to do this thing together, I would say uh, change your life today by repenting of that arrogance and get to a church that wants to help disciple you, all right? Disciple, discipleship happens in the context of community, or what we like to say around here, in the context of family, all right, it's the presence of God, and God loves to show up in a manifest way where all the kids, all the sons and daughters, have gathered. Okay, and God also loves to uh, loves to pour out His Word right into the hearts of people where we've gathered, um, whether we like it or not, whether we've been burned by the church or not, or whatever our story is, doesn't really matter. Community is the design. You see, it's the family of God. It's just, we, we can't argue with it. It's the family of God. And this, this is why sometimes as a supplement, you watch a church service from home. And man, praise God that we have that technology. But it can't keep us from the body of Christ because this is the design. It's like this. The Super Bowl was this afternoon. Let's say I wanna make some wings, all right? I can't just go out and say, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna fry these wings on my bike. All right? What, what do you mean on your like while you're riding your bike? No, I mean like actually on my bike. I don't need who, who need. I, I, I'm just not into stoves. All right, I I do wings like my way. I'm just gonna use my bike to fry these wings. Oh, that's ridiculous because listen, bikes aren't designed to do that. And you can want to all all you want, but it's not going to happen. You don't cook things on bikes, you cook things in stoves. You have to go to the design for which it was built, and then you just you you have to be okay with that, or you're gonna get nothing done. And this is how it is in the church. God is saying if you want to be a follower of Jesus, a disciple, all right, you're gonna have to do that in the context of family. You can't just say what you don't like about every gathering. Like, who can't? That's the easy way out oh, there's so many hypocrites in the church. (laughs) Did you just open your mouth and say hypocrite? Wow, wow. Like, there needs to be a lot more looking at our own hearts and a lot more grace for the people around us, amen? I'm just saying from experience, guys, all right? So listen, the, the context that God cooks us or builds us in is family. There's no way of escaping that. And he wants to use his word, And there needs to be better teaching. Listen, we can't do all the teaching that your discipleship requires on a Sunday morning. It cannot happen. We need more than this. We need, and listen, there's there's better teachers at Providence than this one. We we need to start accessing all the gifts represented in this body. And listen, we gotta get in the presence of God and get wrecked by Him and and get healed in the presence. Many times that people, when people are laid out on the ground, they, they get up more whole. And I don't know how to describe it, but I just know that has been my, that, that has been my experience. When, I'll just, when I just go flat out before God, I get up a little more healed, a little more happy, where I just tasted of him and something, something that was broken in me uh, just got touched in his presence. All of these things, the word of God, the family of God, and the presence of God, all of this. is When we're talking about discipleship, it's all three of these ingredients makes it all up. We're not going to pick and choose which ones we like the most. We're going to say, God, what, I, I need all of them, and that's going to take more than a Sunday. All right? Um, so, so this is where we're going. So I'm excited then to introduce to you Jesus School. And group ministry, group ministry isn't new, but, um, but we're, we're starting out at 2024 with a, a, a new approach to group ministry. And uh, do you guys want to hear a part of this problem? All right. I'm jumping around here today. But we only have about 17 community groups at Providence. Okay. Um, there are about, there's, there's hundreds of people at Providence. If the average, uh, if we're averaging 10 people in groups, that's 170 people, that's not even gonna serve a third of our church. All right? And what's happening is we have these wonderful group expos out in the foyer, and we have maxed-out groups that are out there, you know, telling everybody about their group, but the group is so maxed out they have to be closed. And so we got new people saying, Hey, I'm finally finding my people, and like, no, my group's closed. And like, what? Do you see, do you see the, the the negative circle that can be happening? People are coming to church encountering God, but they can't find their seat at the table, and then we we force them to, hey, just make friends. Well, how? Well, how? We're not doing the greatest job at creating an environment for that to happen, so we have 17 groups. I I think there's no reason that we shouldn't have 40 by, by this time next year. Okay, and so I'm excited. It's very, very important. Listen, if people don't find their seat at the table and don't find friends, which is extremely powerful and very kingdom, all right. And if you don't find your seat at the table, in other words, the people that you're going to do life with, discipleship can't happen. We're not we're not trying to just pack out this room so people experience just this. We also then have to move people to communities. So they can belong, so they can operate in gifts, so they can care for one another. This is, it is so, so important. So two things that we're developing this year at Providence is Jesus School and group ministry. I was just talking about uh, groups. I'll come back to that in a second. But let's talk about Jesus School. Uh, Jesus School is an in-house school for Providence. We're not putting this out there for everybody else. Uh, We wouldn't turn people away. But this, this is for us. All right, an in-house school for Providence designed to equip and train in the word, which there is a, a, a pandemic of just not knowing the scriptures. Okay, we just don't, we just don't know them. All right, and there's, a, there's an equal one for, uh, you know, maybe we do know what they say, but we don't know how to operate in them. There's a, a very famous theologian that was called to cast a demon out of a uh, of a demon possessed man, and he's a theologian. But when he got to this man who knocked the Bible out of his hands and screamed hellish obscenities at him, he didn't know what to do except read him the Bible. All right, some whamers come along, all right, and take care of the demon. All right. Are um, you guys tracking like like how silly that is? Some somebody who has like a, a doctorate degree in theology can't do what, what, what some college-age wine whambers were trained to do right away. All right? And I don't I, I think that we need to grow in this area. Many of us, we just don't know how to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. Man, I want to see that change today. I want to see, I want to see it change so every bank we go into, every grocery store we go into, every home we go into, uh, darkness has to flee because we just showed up. All right, and and we have to do that. And there's no reason that we can't be deep in the scriptures that actually teach this, and then then capable and equipped to 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 push back the darkness in our day. All right. And so so Jesus School is an in-house school for providence designed to equip and train in the word and the spirit. So it's word and spirit. Those are two important words when it comes to Jesus School. And what we're going to do is we're going to start with foundations. We're going to teach Old Testament survey. We're going to teach New Testament survey. Those of you saying, what's that? Come to Jesus School, all right? You're going to need to know the difference between the Old Covenant and the, and the New Covenant. Um, there's going to be so many other classes. We're actually going to have one class just called the Essentials where we just walk down through the, you know, the, the six main tenets of our doctrinal statement here at Providence. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, salvation the return of Jesus and the scriptures, all right? We need to know some of these things, so that's gonna be the essentials. We wanna give you a foundation in theology, a foundation in doctrine, not to make you feel smart, but to make you feel hungry to know God. Don't you know that, that the goal is, is not to get so much knowledge that then you can get a job somewhere or you can lead somewhere? The goal is to know God. It's unto him. It's unto him, I wanna know him. I wanna be, be a student of the word. I wanna know God, that's the goal. However he wants to use me, but let me tell you, he doesn't want to use you as, he, as much as he wants you to know him and he wants to know you. All right? There's so many people that were used by God, even the parable of the sheep and the goats. All right? People say, Jesus, we're casting out demons in your name. Jesus said, I, but I wanted to know you. We never knew each other. All right? This is, this, we want to know God. We want to know God. Uh, and then, uh, so the Jesus School is going to be on Wednesday evenings. There's going to be three yearly semesters. It's going to go in the fall. It's going to be one 10-week semester. And we're going to take some time off for the holidays. And then there's going to be a um, leader group with me for 10 weeks. Anybody in there, our last leader group, do you have a good time? I had a good time with you guys. We get hear a few of, a, a few of you. Uh, good. I had a good time with you guys. I, th- I feel like it was one of the most significant things that I've done, just taking about 30 people and just investing in their lives any way that I could on Wednesday nights. So we're going to keep doing that yearly as a part of Jesus School. Okay, so uh, and then we're going to take some time off for our uh, Easter celebrations. And then after Easter, we're going to break back into Jesus school uh, in the spring and we're going to take the summer off and uh, and just have have fun in the summer. So There's going to be three semesters a year, that's how it's going to go, uh, with uh, all kinds of classes, starting with foundations, then going to ministry, and then going to leadership. Um, uh, here's some cool things that we're uh, also going to be doing, is we're going to be um, recording these classes. So if you can't get there physically, or you don't want to take three years to go through the whole thing in person, you, you, your life just doesn't let you do that. Well, you're going to be able to listen to these as you drive to work or as you drive to wherever you're driving. And we're going to try to make the information as accessible as, uh, as possible. What we're doing, though, for this Jesus School is we're we're, so, we're, we are, we're grand opening Jesus School this fall. The fall of 2024, we're grand opening. But we're soft launching it this spring after Easter. Um, and we're, just, we're soft launching it uh, with a, a class on healing taught by Dennis O'Neill, all right? Dennis O'Neill is one of the best teachers in this house, and we're excited about him. Some of you then have also taken the Revival Parenting Workshop with the Kents, all right? Uh, if you haven't taken that, after the healing class with Dennis, it's going to be Revival uh, Parenting with the, with the Kents, and you will not want to miss that, even if you're not a parent, Okay, there's, there's things in there for you that you need to know. And then there's going to be a one-day workshop with a Nathan Keller. I don't know if you know him, but he's someone I really respect, and he's going to be teaching just on kingdom finance for a day. And so we're soft-launching with those classes. We're going to be evaluating. There's not going to be anything for kids in the spring, but there will be at the grand opening. There's not going to be dinner in the spring, but there will be at the grand opening. Is that fun? We're going to eat together. All right. On Wednesday nights after we grand open and then we're going to learn together. It's going to be fantastic. All right. Um, so so that is how it's a soft launch in the spring. No child care or food. We're just kind of learning and there's still going to be classes that you're going to need to hear. In the fall of 2024, though, is a grand opening childcare, dinner. It's going to be great. Uh, uh, filet mignon, scallops, uh, lobster tails, uh, all of these things uh, we're going to be eating together all for $59.99, all right, so it's going to be really, really wonderful, uh, but I uh, know it's just going to be good food together. You know, you know what's, you know, uh, underestimated or, you know, not celebrated enough? It's church cooking. You know, people get together and they bring the stuff and it's like, church food, man, I tell you what, I like it. Let's give a round of applause for those who cook in church, all right? So good. <laughs> so this is what Jesus School is going to be. It is, it is, we're going to be handling topics and handling scriptures. Uh, we're going to be uh, speaking through epistles. Have you ever just been taught through the book of Philippians or Colossians or 1 John? Did you know there was a Third John? Did you know it was the, that is the shortest book in the Bible, not Philemon, Who's the second short? Did you know we're going to just go through the Bible and get to know God as a result? And then God's going to train us in this. So Jesus' school is coming. It is not going to be a replacement for what happens here. It is going to be us going after uh, discipleship better. And then uh, group ministry is also an important thing that that we're starting. Actually, there's a, in the prayer room today, after the service, anybody who is interested in uh, leading a community group. Um, we're having a meeting right after the service today, but let me let me clear this up just for a moment. Um, the goal of our group ministry here at Providence is not teaching. The goal of our group ministry is not to have a bunch of Bible studies. Okay, we uh, we are uh, doing the bulk of our teaching on Sunday mornings, and then in Jesus School. Okay, so I think many the reason I'm sharing that is that many of us feel like unqualified to lead. A community group because you feel like you don't know the Bible well enough. Well, I'm just saying, well, first of all, you can learn the Bible. Don't let that stop you. That sounds like the enemy to me, first of all. Uh, But but secondly, uh, groups are not where the teaching happens necessarily. If it does, it's a it's a byproduct. Groups are where belonging happens and serving happens. Somebody say a Pentecostal hallelujah, all right? Somebody Right, this is we're not looking for people just to do a lesson and show up and just listen to, to maybe an unqualified teacher that shouldn't be that should be learning, like trying to teach. This is you know what we want to do in our groups is we want to just belong. We want to find our friends. We want to find out the people that we're willing that are willing to do life with us to the end. those those are that are going to care for our not only our bodies, but our hearts and our families. They're not going to let us do something stupid on their watch. They're going to speak to that. So this is developing biblical community. This is where you maybe you, you get together and you play Risk or Monopoly and watch how the Holy Spirit moves in that. Guys, there's so many other things that God wants to do. You know, so groups are going to be built around hospitality and community and the presence of God that the Holy Spirit loves. When unity is happening, watch how the Holy Spirit comes and surprises you, all right? Um, the, the, yeah, I already shared the problem, though. There's too few groups at Providence, and so I'm believing for 40 groups by the end of the year with trained and equipped leaders. Here's the kind of leaders we're looking for is we're looking for shepherds. People, maybe you're not a teacher, but you do see people well and you care for people and, and you, you, you want to help gather people. So shepherds and gatherers, facilitators, people that maybe ask better questions than they, they, they ask questions, but they can't really teach. That man, if that is you, that is great. Hospitality people. That's people that you just feel comfortable in their presence, that they know how to access your heart, and they know how to take the weird off. They're just a ho- you feel like when you're around them or when you're in their home, you feel like it's a hospital, which is where we get the word hospitality, all right? We don't get the word hospitality from the word hostile. We get the word hospitality from the word hospital. So people, there's, there's a gift on people's lives in the church where they're actually hospitals to people. And they're not being a hospital by telling people what they should have done. They're a hospital because, man, you just get on in here we're going to we're going to do this together we're going to walk through this together we need we need more of this in the church so it's the uh, leaders in our groups it's not going to be their ability to teach but it's going to be their commitment to facilitating friendships and the move of god and people it's going to be people that see the the kingdom benefit of simply having fun or people that see that together is beautiful together is kingdom and together is spiritual it's it's, it's it's one of the, one, actually the, the marks or the, one of the ingredients of discipleship. And here's another thing that we're going to be doing through our groups as we get people doing life together in this capacity. Um, is we're going to be uh, running uh, a bunch of our missions opportunities through our groups. Do you know the downfall of every group? Is, is you just enjoy what's happening in that living room. All right. And you actually forget there's people going to hell outside your window. And there's people that are struggling with this and that right down the street. And you forget about the, the nations that we're also trying to disciple and all the missionaries around. And so I want every group to have a global missionary that they at least pray for. All right. And, and uh, some of the local needs that happen in our communities. Like we actually want to reach out. And maybe there's a group in uh, York, New Salem. And there's a need in York, New Salem. Maybe there's a, a, a shut-in that needs their lawn mowed, okay? And we want to reach out to the group, not form like some program of like, hey, get on out there. But we want to reach out to the group closest to that shut-in and say, hey, there's a shut-in near you. They're actually only three blocks away from you. They just need their lawn mowed once a week. Could you do that? They just need their garage garage cleaned out. They just need their, uh, you know, it just snowed. Could you shovel them out? And so groups actually operating in biblical community and changing their neighborhoods. Man, this is how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to not only get out of the walls of the church, but get out of the walls of your house. I thought you'd be excited about that. That's why I was holding my arms like this, too. I was just waiting for the, you know, so, yeah. So, anyway, all right. Well, I'm still for you. uh, But, uh, so, guys, so I want to say this is going to be a great day in the church. But what I am expecting to happen is as we're going after discipleship, I don't think that we're going to get swollen heads where we know so much that we get arrogantly prideful and that we turn into a big clique. All right. I don't think that's going to happen as group ministry uh, moves forward as we start Jesus School. That's actually the, the the opposite of the kingdom. What happens in the kingdom as we know more, as we get more humble? Because people who actually know the most say, "Man, I have just learned that I know next to nothing." All right. God is man, unsearchable. Man, I just for the rest of my days, I just want to be like a like a, a, you know a Berean, searching the Scriptures, getting to know the man. And then we, what happens is when we actually operate in biblical community is that we don't form cliques, but we get outside of cliques to actually see people. I just pray that that happens. On Sunday mornings, we get more hospitable on Sundays, more welcoming on Sundays, not because our welcome ministries are doing a great job, which they are. Let's hear it from them, right? They're doing a fantastic job out there. But it's because the church is capturing the heart of God. And, and more and more people want to come to church and just make it about them. And they actually want to come and say, Holy Spirit, highlight someone to me that just, that, that just needs to be seen. All right. I believe that God's going to use us in that capacity in greater ways. And so we've got a booth in the foyer where you can get some information about the soft lunch for Jesus School, if that interests you. If you're interested in being in leadership of group ministry, that's gonna be in the prayer room. We are supplying lunch to that as well. If you just wanna come for a free lunch and pretend that you're interested too, that's fine. That I, I don't care. That's, you, you can. We, we, we like you. But here's what I want more. It's just, here's how I'd like us to end. Is I'd just like us to end just by telling God, God, take me into a season where Where the end game is not positions and titles and stages and opportunities. Where the end game of discipleship is we get to know God more. So we get to know God more, man. So we get to man. I get to know God more. It is not about any of those things. It's just it's you know as a disciple you just give God your yes, but but He is your goal. God is the gospel. He is the good news. We get him. That is the good news. And so we can't then make discipleship about using him to get what we really want. He is what we really want or we're not actually disciples. Hello. So can we just purpose in our hearts? Maybe even you just want to put your hand over your heart this morning and say, God, you know, I'd love to be a part of Jesus School, getting in a group. I see the importance of that. But what I really need, Holy Spirit, what we really need is we need a miracle in our hearts where we want you more than everything else. Oh, man, we want to be rooted in you and grounded in you. We want to walk in you. So I just pray that these would be deeper days for us. These are days, Holy Spirit, come heal us in your presence. Uh, God, give us a breakout friendship on this church. Friendship on this church where where people actually belong relationally. I just pray against the enemy constantly trying to ruin relationships, God. I just pray, Lord, that you would break friendship out on this church and that you would also give us a tenacious appetite for your word, God. God, that we would, we would read the scriptures as unto you, to know you, God, to make us hungry, God, to, to feast and to feed on you. I just pray that blessing over this church. Lord, every need that is here. You can supply. You have already given us everything that we need. I, I just pray, Lord, uh, an accessing of answers that you've already provided, God, it would be happening even now. And Lord, I just pray that you would uh, you would touch people—the hopeless, the miserable, the depressed, the happy, the uh, the outgoing—and everybody in between. God, I just pray that you would touch every single person. Specific needs that that only you know about, and the people sitting right here—specific family needs, maybe specific health-related needs. God, Lord, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would just come and you administer your hope, that you administer your power to people here this morning, and that we would actually be a Jesus church, God. That we would be building people, building Jesus' people, that we would be a Jesus' people here, guys. We bless you. We trust you with our hearts, God. We trust you with our lives. And we just bless you here this morning. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for checking out our Sermon of the Week. If you have questions or would like to get connected, download our app or visit us at providencecommunity.org.